What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. Sports. That's right. Hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Wow. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. It's me. It feels very like uh, old school radio to do that. What do you mean? With me as usual, little yeah. brother Nico. Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of cute, though. I love it. Oh, shut up. See, yeah. you, you find a way to ruin, like, everything. <laughs> you know what? It's just the worst. Um, Welcome to Thursday. It's football. It's football. It's We, we thought it was a sports show. It's, it's just football now. It's just... I, there's so much... I don't even... There's so much to talk about uh, now. Like, there's so much like going the world, on. <laughs> the world of sports has awakened like a sleeping giant. <laughs> it really... Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know another way to... S- yes. That's what happened. Um, like so the show gets more like, hey, look at this other things going on when it's like non football season. That is football right. season is just only football for like two it's hours. So overpowering, right. and like this time it's the drama. Like it's not even. Yeah, like, this is like I feel like this this is just made for me because I feel like there's years in sports where there just wasn't that much going on. It's like, hey, Nico, you're doing the sports show now. Here's yeah. everything. Here's all the drama. Sometimes like. Sometimes you have to work to find a sports story, and that's when you see sports shows doing like, who's the best basketball player of all time? Colin, is it Kobe or LeBron? And then like, then, like people, yeah, that's and that's how they fill like a whole episode because they, like, literally there's nothing else going on in sports, right? But the gift that is the NFL says you don't have to do that. <laughs> we have we have all this garbage already. Yeah. Although, speaking of garbage, tonight's game is definitely garbage. It's Tennessee at Jacksonville. Oh, boy, so exciting. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, listen, as a Texans fan, it's relevant because, like, you really want both of them to lose somehow in a tie backwards. <laughs> like, um, Can you guys tie losses? Yeah. Can we do that? Instead of getting, like, half wins, half losses, can we get whole loss, half less, more loss? Yeah. Double loss. Double losses. Two losses for everyone. <laughs> tie it. <laughs> That their, would be great. Their record is somehow like nine <laughs> fifteen. Yeah, because you can't negative points, but like try, you know, try. Um, so here's what we'll do first. Top of the show, most important segment, obviously. It is what it is. What it is. What it is. What um, it do? What it is. Already, this season, uh-huh. we're gonna go from training camp to now. Seven starting quarterbacks out. Week like three. Starting week three today. Oops. <laughs> Do you want to you want to play the game real quick? Can uh, you name all 7? Probably not all 7. How many can you name? Uh Big Ben, okay. Uh Drew Brees. All right, from your own fantasy team? Right. I know both of them because it directly affects me. Correct. Juju Smith-Schuster is useless now. Um one of them's an easy one. From training camp to now. Oh, training camp? Yeah. Uh, Andrew Luck. There you go. Uh oh man, who else? This one just got announced two days ago. The Giants are going to be benching Eli Manning in oh. lieu of uh, Jones, Ooh. the surprise pick in the first round. They When they drafted him, everyone said, what? <laughs> right. Literally everyone said, what are they doing? Kyler Murray went first overall to Arizona, and then they were behind. I think they, were, I think they picked like third or fourth, and somehow they wound up. They took Daniel Jones, and everyone was like, why? And um, he actually looked. He looked good in training. He looked good in training camp. He looked good in preseason. 
Um, and they basically said, listen, we're not going to do anything crazy. We're going to let Eli Manning go out there and drive the ship. But and he got hurt. No, no, they just went ahead and benched him. Um, Oof, and they did even it, worse. They did it because they haven't said this, but partly because the Dallas Cowboys look really good right now. They they're do two and zero, but they're they look like an aggressive two and zero. And the Giants don't want, even though no one in the organization is saying this is a, this that this year doesn't count. The fan base doesn't expect a lot, but they want to stay competitive. And so they don't want to keep falling behind, so they're ready to just move on to the young kid and see if the young kid can go out there and do it. Right. Because reasonable. I don't see. I don't know if it is or not, but eh. I think if you've got Eli Manning, week three is not when you go. Eli's done. Bedroom. Right. You got. I don't know. Anyway, so you said Big Ben, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, Eli Manning. You're missing three more. I don't. I really don't know who else. Cam Newton is now questionable with a foot injury again. Ugh. This is the third time this season already he's been on injury list, and we're starting week three for those counting at home. Three for three, boys. Um. Well, he 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 missed time in the tr- in preseason because of the foot, and they were like, "Oh, he's healed, ready to go." And, and remember, famously, game. they had the the fourth and one where they run. This weird end-around play to Christian McCaffrey where he has to run like nine yards to get one yard, and they don't do a quarterback sneak. And at the time, Ron Rivera says, no, Cam Newton's fine. That's not the problem. And now it's like, okay, Cam Newton's hurt. His foot's messed up and like blah, blah, blah. And he had the reconstructed shoulder over this, the offseason, and, you know, we're just not ready. Uh, so he's sitting down. Sam Darnold, second-year quarterback for the Jets, he, they announced on Monday, has mono oh, <laughs> and will be missing potentially up to a month. Oh, Lord. Now, people were kind of laughing at first, and then they were like, someone finally was like, okay, let's ask a doctor. So, like, <laughs> it took one of the women reporters to do this because she was like, well, all my kids have had mono, so, like, I know what the drill is, but I was a little surprised to hear that it's so serious for an adult. So, the doctor's like, yeah, when your kid gets it, it really, you know, knocks them out and drains energy, but otherwise it's really safe. But when an adult gets mono, uh, not only do they have to deal with the same thing where, like, it makes you tired and then you have to rest. And then, like, when you get tired, the virus is, like, super active and you have to rest. And then that's how you beat it. Mm-hmm. But it also causes um, swelling of the spleen. Uh, and your spleen swelling. And We've heard this story before. Correct. And while your spleen is swollen, you can obviously injure it getting banged around on a football field. So this is potentially a life-threatening situation so Sam Darnold cannot play. Now, the Jets play the Browns Monday night to finish week two. Very early in the game, their starter, Trevor Simeon, had the... This looked really bad live. Miles Garrett sacks a... Tackles him to the ground, and as he does it, it um, his foot is planted in the ground, and his whole body like falls over the foot. Ooh, that's never good. Live and on replays, I was texting a buddy at the time. I said Trevor Simeon, at a minimum, just dislocated his ankle. That's what it looked like. His mm-hmm. foot kind of didn't leave the body at all, but it looked non-straight when he right. when he was coming out of like when his foot was coming off the ground mm-hmm. I was like oh my gosh like he's hurt well he immediately was grabbing the leg like yeah he he hurt real bad he hurt real bad uh he walked off the field that's impressive walked into the locker room on his own okay 
is done for the season, probably. <laughs> uh, ligament damage to the foot. Yeah, that's never something that's going to heal so, fast. So, yeah. So, basically, a bunch of ligaments probably Just like sprained, it. tore, gave up. No telling. Right. Um, it was the second roughing the passer penalty on Miles Garrett in the same drive. Uh, the Browns did look good by the end of the game, but the Jets looked like a high school team by the end of the game. Literally, their third-string quarterback had been on the active roster for less than 12 hours at that point. Nice. Good for him. Um, he is, I guess, a starter for now. It's a guy named Fal- Falk, F-A-L-K. Um, and he's like a... He played for, like, Eastern Carolina University two years ago. He's literally, like, the benchwarmer guy. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Um, he's like a... Yeah, I don't know. Put it's, Mark Sanchez in there. He needs another job. Somebody was trying to say that Colin Kaepernick's going to wind up over there with Carolina, and I, I don't see that happening. Probably not. I don't. If he hasn't gotten... If he hasn't gotten a call If he, he hasn't if he, if he's yet, back by now, he's not yeah, coming back. he's not coming back. No, I don't think so either. At this point, there are people now who have been gone longer, who have gotten calls. Right. If you remember last year, Washington w- went through like five, five quarter- quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah. I um yeah I I am blown away. Also, we've been doing this show for so long. We're back to football season. I know, isn't that fun? So seven quarterbacks already. Week three. Ew. Right. Remember what I told you? Like going into the draft, I was like, "Look, week one or two or three, somewhere in there, you're gonna lose one or two quarterbacks." So you were taking two, and I said, "Listen, you'll be in a good spot. You'll be able to trade one." I was right, except the one, one, I, one I got was also injured, and I yeah. was real mad. Yeah, so your Drew Brees is not looking so good now. Who's your other quarterback, though? Uh, Ryan, the one for... Oh, Matt Ryan for yeah. Atlanta? Okay. Um, He's yeah. kind of... Uh, <laughs> Atlanta is struggling right now. A few years ago... They were really good. They were, they were great. They had a potent offense. And I actually... I had gotten out of... I had, at one point... On a like a keeper team, mm-hmm. I had Matt Ryan and Julio Jones together, and Julio Jones. Uh, I don't remember if it was a knee or an ankle that he had, and so he missed a whole year. And so when he got hurt, I went ahead and I went ahead and got out of the Atlanta business. I I moved both of them for other players because I didn't know like when they came back, like would they be as good? Yeah. And while Julio Jones was gone, Matt Ryan was bad. It wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just obvious, like you don't have the same weapons, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but so, focusing on this year, with seven quarterbacks already out, like, here was the conversation I was having with a buddy of mine, a uh, race car driver by the name of Austin Ford. I'll do a name drop there. Shameless name drop. Hey, I've seen him before. Yeah, you know him. Uh, he's a good guy. Um, and uh, let me rephrase. He's all right. Um <laughs> I don't want to give him too much credit because he might hear this and then he'll think he's a good guy. He's not. Um, At least he'll know. He knows. He knows. Uh, specifically, though, he is frustrated watching football right now because, like, the same two tackles. Like, he turned on Monday Night Football just in time to watch the same two tackles, like, at the roughing the passer penalties. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I can't do it. Like, I can't even do it. Um, and he feels like they're kind of babying the quarterbacks too much. My issue was the first penalty it was it it's blatant that at, in this NFL that's going to be a penalty every time. Uh, Trevor Simeon had already thrown the ball away, and when Miles Garrett hit him, Miles Garrett continued through and brought him to the ground. Like Miles Garrett had no intention of not bringing him to the ground, and Trevor Simeon had already released the ball two or three steps before. Right. So instead of just banging into him, 
you know, just giving him a little bit of a shove, a little bit of contact and being like, I'm coming all day. He, he put him into the ground and it's right in front of, there's a referee back there. There's a back judge. Right. That's all. That's just, that is that referee's only job at that point. Once right. the pass goes out, he's no longer looking for holdings. He's no longer looking for any of the, the trippings and the, and any of that hands to the face. None of it. He doesn't care about any of it after the pass goes out. Right. One job. Protect the quarterback. Correct. And directly in front of him, Miles Garrett puts a guy into the ground. So he throws it. Yeah. It's a simple one. And I was telling my buddy, I was like, that one's going to get called every time. Like, that is what it is. But then, four plays, five plays later, Trevor Simeon's got to come off the field. And it's like, this is why. But we, yeah. And, I, and that's what I was saying. And he was like, okay, but even if this is why, these calls didn't change this outcome. And he's correct in that sense, that even in the new league, quarterbacks are still getting hurt. And these, like, no-contact rules, they didn't protect Big Ben, and they didn't protect Drew Brees, and they sure as heck didn't help Andrew Luck. Um, what do you think? Uh, well, I think it comes with the inherent kind of aggressive nature of football. Like, people are going to get hurt. I don't think, like, and I think you, no matter the rules you're going to make, yeah, there's always going to be some injuries. Right. I, I, I like, and like even, and it also comes down to like, sometimes these these fouls aren't called. Like we watched a game together where Dallas has like seven, eight helmet first contact tackles. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yes. like two got called. Yes. And one of them was on the running back early in the game. Right. And then they never, yeah, you're right. And they just didn't call it ever again. And that one guy led with his helmet on like every, every single, single tackle yeah. and he hit him almost every time. You're right about that. You're right about that. I did forget about that. I do think that those those calls go both ways. You're right. Um, and that's actually, you're actually using my words there where I talk about, like, the New Orleans non-pass interference call isn't why New Orleans didn't go to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, you know, it's the fact that they didn't win the game. Yeah, they didn't win the game. It's, it's just, and that's just going to be the nature of having... R- like still refs on the field that are looking at this. It's not like this is an automated game where you're gonna see yeah, everything and and, and, we're, and even even with all of the rules, people are still gonna you know there's still pe- there's still flags on every like not every play but on most plays. Correct. While we're talking about this, let's transition over to uh, New Orleans, who literally now pass interference is a challengeable call because of what happened to New Orleans in the playoffs. Okay. Mm-hmm. In their game. Back against the Rams, and it was against the Rams in the playoffs where the non-call happened. Right. In the Rams game, there was a there was a play early where uh, it's a fumble from Jared Goff. It's a strip fumble. So it's one of those ones where they hit the ball, but his hand goes forward without the ball, mm-hmm. pushes the ball in a forwardy direction kind of. Yeah. The defense picks it up, and they run it, and they get about 30 yards downfield before the refs blow it dead, and they say incomplete pass. They go back to the booth. It's definitely a fumble. They give the ball to New Orleans, but it stops them from having the touchdown because he's running alone with, like, five Saints players around him to protect him. He's going to score. A, it is a touchdown mm-hmm. that they then take away from them. Right. It changes the course of the game. Drew Brees then yeah, 100%. gets hurt. Uh, also the team at that point feels like it, like it feels cursed, right? Like, yeah. Once what, uh, did you ever see the movie, the replacements? No. Okay. So in the movie early on, 
Gene Hackman. It, the, the premise of the movie is the NFL uh, basically is going on strike, and Gene Hackman is hired to build his own team from scratch, and they're going to use replacement players during the strike. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves is a quarterback who had a horrible Sugar Bowl, famously, in his senior year, and then like it just evaporated his career. He gets drafted, never goes anywhere. He literally is scraping uh, barnacles off the bottom of people's Boats. Boats. Yeah. For nice. a living. Um, so <laughs> he, he's he got this team of like crazy, almost was, mm-hmm. never were, and they're all on this team together. And he's talking about, you know, tell me some of your fears. And this one guy, uh, it starts out dumb like spiders. Right. And then Keanu Reeves says quicksand. And someone else is like, oh, yeah, that's terrifying. Like, he just keeps sinking. Like, it's crazy. And Gene was like, I don't, I don't think that's what he means. And he was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, ask him. And he's like, hey, Falco, what up, dog? And Keanu was like, yeah, you know, you think, you know, one thing goes wrong, then you go out there, and then another thing goes wrong, and then another thing, and then another thing, and then another thing, and then, like, all of a sudden everything's wrong. Everything's just going wrong, and you're in over your head, and it just spirals. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's talking about the Sugar Bowl. Like, they keep referencing it throughout the – the movie where they were like, what'd you throw, like five interceptions that game? And like by middle of the movie, someone's like, oh yeah, that Sugar Bowl was rough. He was like, did anybody have anything else to do that day? Like everyone's, <laughs> everyone just sat around and watched the Sugar Bowl that I messed up on. <laughs> um, and so that happens in sports because what do I always say? Sports is very mental. Um, they talk about like the most important real estate in sports is between the ears. Like, yeah, it's all, it's, so much of it is confidence-based. It's A lot of it is in your head. Um, and so, yeah, you know. That's why you can't bribe defenses. <laughs> that is why, yeah. So you're playing the Saints, or you're playing the Rams. If you're, if you're the Saints, you're playing the Rams. It was a quote-unquote bad call that kept you out of the Super Bowl very early, and it's like mid-first quarter when they call back this touchdown. At, the, at that point, if the Saints score, it's like 10-3 them. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's 3-3 still. They don't – they have to punt – then Drew Brees gets hurt. Then the Rams start to score. Then they start to pull away. And the next thing you know, the game's over. Right. Um. How do you, I mean, how do you think they fit? Can they save their season at this point? Like, Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback, and they have that Hill guy that they want to use some as well. I, I think what they're going to need to really pull ahead is just, like, a really solid win. Like, just a strong, like, Let's see. You know, Who like, are they playing this week? Let's see. Let's see. Like I don't want to say like two touchdowns above, but I I honestly want to. Like you want to like you're saying they got to run up the score on somebody, right? So they got to go from New Orleans to Seattle, so cross the country to travel. Which when teams travel cross country, either east to west or north to south, they usually have Not a hard good. time winning. New England notoriously loses when they go to Miami all the time, even when Miami's bad. <sighs> Although not this time. This time they ran up the score last week. Well, that's because uh, they all were the like, Mi- well, all the Miami players wanted to leave. Yeah, <laughs> no one wants to be there no anymore. No joke. We're going to talk about that here next segment. What are we at right here? Like twenty minutes. All right, we'll go ahead and jump out here to a break. When we come back, let me. I'll we'll say this before we jump out. I don't think the Saints are going to. I don't think it's this week. I don't, I don't think it's this one. I don't think it's this week at all. This the Seahawks are pretty good. Um, so if they go zero and three and Drew Brees is gone four or five more weeks. Everyone's talking about this division is very reachable for them, mm-hmm. but they got to win. Yeah, they got to win. Um, I think it's just going to take some, like, if they go to this Seahawks game and they only lose by, like, three points. Do you think, can you have a moral victory? 
I think so because I think it's I, I, I especially if the game's close. Like if it's like, see, I think that's harder for for athletes. I don't know. I think if I if because because no matter what, you don't get the hour the the game back. Like I laid it all on the field and we didn't get the W. Right. But you also have to realize that, like. I came to the field with all my best guys out, and I still almost beat you. <laughs> yeah, I, you might be able to talk yourself into it. That's fair. I just feel like when they lay out all the energy and everything's done, and like the sacrifice and the time and the and the the impact. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's different from an outsider looking in. But I, you know, I always I always feel like there's some moral victories in being like, like like the one time I top 16 at states, but I did it with no resource and a meta full of resources. Right. Exactly. Like even though I didn't get top eight or win. The fact that I got that far with that with team was impressive. I'll, I will give you that. I will give you that. I understand what you mean by that. Uh, all right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug uh, Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to more Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, and we uh, want to make sure you go to facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Sports. No, Nerd right. Thug Radio. <laughs> we don't have our own page, you know? Right, well, we, I'm bad at media. <laughs> well, more importantly than that, like we, we, we're, we're part of the Nerd Thug Radio family. It's a family, literally and... Literally, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's only literal, and it's the mothership too. Like that's right, the yeah. starter show. So go there. There's like 260 episodes. So yeah. 200, like 30. My bad. Yeah, like where are we going? Like <laughs> we're almost to 250. We're like 12 away. Really? Yeah. All right, that's a lot. It is a lot. What have we done with our lives? This only this. Huh? This is the only thing I've done. <laughs> that's true. Good for you, buddy. Way to really just limit from the beginning. Like just set a bar low and just keep limboing under it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've only done this. This is great. I don't know what you're talking about. This is sadness. All right, <laughs> go ahead and uh, tell everybody about our friends Cox ATA. Right, Cox ATA leader in ATA martial arts. They got three locations now. <laughs> They got one in the Woodlands, one in Magnolia, and one in Conroe, so they're all over the place now. Yeah. If you can hear us on the radio, you can you can get to an ATA martial arts facility. You can learn how to kick Nico in the face. Right. They have all kinds of courses. They have Taekwondo. They have stuff for the Tiny Tigers, stuff for the Senior Citizens, Self-Defense, Tai Chi. They offer a lot of courses for all kinds of people. Uh, mentioned Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. This is huge. This gives you a chance to fall in love with the people, the teachers, the programs. School's still starting, I guess. It's September. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's still September. Like People are still getting the swing of things. It's a great way to build a routine, get like things it. going. Uh, 
check out their Facebook page. We link to them all the time. Uh, Cox ATA. They build leaders. They teach life skills. They leave. A legacy. I think I said those two backwards, but it's fine. <laughs> Listen, at the end, they're still a legacy. That's right. all I know. That's all That's all that needs to... Uh, that's all that matters. That's quality. Right they're there. a quality. No, yeah. Check them out. We always link to them on the Facebook page. Uh, they do have the three locations. They're like... They're growing. They're growing real fast. They're There's growing. I like to take full credit for that. That's fair. I think it's, it's pretty much solely through my efforts. That's fair. Um... Everyone's welcome, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, Antonio Brown, as of right now, still going to play this weekend. Oh? The NFL allegedly interviewed the, the uh, accuser. Nothing's nothing's happened. No movement on the commissioner's exempt list. Nothing of that nature. Um, the state, where whatever state this was in, I don't know. They've announced that they will not be pursuing charges. Interesting. <sighs> okay, let's take this in. Let's 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 go by layers, like we do sometimes here. Right. First layer, like an onion, like an onion. First layer: a professional athlete is accused of a sexual assault. How do you feel? Um. Bad, but it happens. It's a real thing that happens. Um, and I think it's always you take you take those stories. You want to you want to believe those stories because take them serious. I think right, is what yeah. you're trying to say. Yeah, take them seriously. Yeah, so because you, wanna, you don't you don't want to ignore the person. You also don't want to just immediately assume you, yeah. because they're an athlete that they right. did this exactly. You don't want to you you want to assume not the worst case scenario, but you want to take this as seriously as you possibly can. Yeah, because this is a serious allegation. So I right. think I think one thing that that. I think one thing that we as a society have started to forget to do is to take certain things serious, but only certain things serious. Like right now, I think there's a lot of people who take everything serious. Instead of only some things. Right. And and I, and I think what happens when that happens, if everything is equal, then nothing is a big deal. Right. And I think it you, was get, you, you take everything so seriously up to a point where it's like... Now what? Now it's not that serious anymore. Well, I mean... Now it's a throwaway topic. Right. And, and you don't want it to be that way. Exactly. And cynically speaking, like, you only have so many Fs to give, right? Like, Correct. So if you if you burn up all your Fs on weird, silly stuff... By the time you get to the actual serious stuff... And, and, and even if something is important to a group of people or to certain people or for some people, but it isn't important... Man, I don't like saying it that way, but what I mean is... It's not equally important for everyone. Right. Like... Everyone's invested in different things. Correct. And so, like, it's not a matter of, like, ignoring another person's plight. It's not a matter of, like, okay, well, that group isn't important to me. It's... To them, their fight is everything. To me, even if I hear them and agree with them, I can't possibly feel as much about it as they do. Right, yeah. Um, If it's something that directly affected you, I'm going to feel about it differently. Correct. Yeah, you and I won't mirror each other on any issue 100% because we have different right we're different people exactly. different experiences um and i think that that's something that needs to be realized or remembered in society uh and i don't want people but i do think when when an accusation like this comes across it needs to be taken seriously like you're, like we're saying uh let's add the second layer here it's the it's antonio brown as the athlete so it's all of the oakland stuff all the Steelers stuff. All the Steelers stuff, all the Oakland stuff, and then it turns out he may have done the Oakland stuff on purpose, and then now he signs with the Patriots, then this comes out. Now how do you feel? 
Um, does his antics and his drama and dramatic nature then change how you feel about everything? Accusation and the whole bit. Uh, I like to separate those kinds of things. Why? Uh, because the way someone acts in a public uh, in a public sense and a public eye isn't going to be the same as they are behind the scenes. And I think that's an important note that some people are exactly who they are all the time forever. But I think people who are especially in the public eye, you know, he hired a social media consultant to do all of this Oakland stuff. Right. Like he's someone who cares about how, who cares publicly how he looks. So when something like this happens so close to like all this drama, I feel like, it's something that needs to be looked at, but also, I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a gray area for me where it's like, it's not like his antics don't really influence like this story exactly. But uh, but I do think it's important that this came out near each other. Do these antics? Because I think this is all like those are two very different worlds: the world of football and sports versus how he treats women. Right. Do you think, so you don't feel like these antics, so you don't think his immaturity or his seeming immaturity makes the, makes the accusations more or less believable? Right. I don't, I don't really think it has any influence in that. Do you think he's doing himself any favors though with the behavior? No. And you think? I don't, I don't think, like, I personally don't think it negatively affects it, but it doesn't positively affect it at all. Like it doesn't make it doesn't make his case any better. Now, when you add in the fact that people that he knew this would come out because they were apparently negotiating behind the scenes and still behaved the way he behaved, does that make him seem like? What does that tell you about his decision making? How does that inform it? Um, if he'd already been talking about this with the person behind the scenes. I think it's an important note to make that like he is going to like, this isn't going to get very public. I think he has to take that decision into mind. So I think he has, he has to have a very good understanding of the situation because, okay. All right. So you're giving him more credit then. Yeah. Because he has to, he has to realize that with the decisions he's making, it could potentially cost him his new job. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So you're kind of taking the stance that because he's making deliberate choices, this was another deliberate choice. Right. I think you're giving a lot of credit there. I um, might be. I, and I don't, and I, I don't know. Like, neither one of us has ever met him or talked to him. I don't know Right, that. yeah. I'm not friends with Antonio Brown. Uh, he Although, did show up late for a Shark Tank taping literally during the episode. The guy was like, he's doing his pitch and like... He's like, if you ever see Antonio Brown, you should ask him about it. And like three minutes later, he comes walking up. He's like, hey, sorry I'm late. Traffic here in L.A. It was crazy. They're literally making a TV show where everyone else can show up on time, and Antonio Brown couldn't. Kind of. It, yeah. <laughs> it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And there's just something about him that makes me feel like that, I, he, that he thinks his – that it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks, which in, in some ways it doesn't, but in some ways it really does. That I that that he can just ignore it and keep being the same guy, and nothing bad's gonna happen. 
And I don't think that's the case, especially not in sports. Because in sports, there's only one thing that matters. It's production. First time he's not catching balls. First time he's not scoring touchdowns. He's gone. He's it, The rest of it won't matter. Nope. But granted, he has been one of the most prolific receivers in modern football. However. As soon as he drops off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, as soon as it happens a little bit. Because here was the thing. I was I was playing my my old Madden 2015. Love it. It's the last version where you can really focus on in, improving one player on the roster at a time. Mm-hmm. And the other ones it has a different method of doing it, and it got more complicated and dumber. This is the last time where you're like, I drafted this guy. I want to just have my coaches teach this this guy. It's the last time you can do it. Um, Des Bryant, To like they're still in that game, and it's like, what happened to these guys? Well. They were super important all the way up until they didn't catch a football. Yep. And then the NFL washed their hands of those dudes. Mm-hmm. If you're the Patriots, how much of this do you tolerate? Hmm. Maybe a year. Unless he's, like, the best thing ever. Let's say this year you win the Super Bowl and... Tony Brown is like a million. Yeah, he just goes off. And the team has a built-in option for next year for $20 million. The team can either choose to activate it or not. Deactivate it? Uh, if he's if he's like the last piece we need here, probably. Okay, all right. Okay. I just feel like... I feel like it's just too much. It might be. Like I just feel like it's just too much. Like if I'm, if we I'm haven't had we haven't had this much drama about a football player right. since like Colin Kaepernick, right? And that was all that wasn't as much his doing as everyone's reaction to what he did, right? This is all him, him, Antonio Brown's doing it. Like the last time I remember something this crazy was was Terrell Owens, who literally at one point gave a press conference in his driveway while he did sit ups. Nice. Yeah. And it was like the Eagles had sent him home because they were tired of his mess. He was home for two weeks, and he still led the NFL in touchdowns. <laughs> like, he would, he was that prolific, but people were so tired of him. And then he goes to Dallas for like three years or something. But, yeah, it was just... It could be too much sometimes. Right. And I think I I think that's the that's kind of the the balance you have to make. I genuinely believe that if the Steelers head office was better, we wouldn't have any of this. I man, I I I think I don't know. I don't no no no, I'm not going to go head office. I'm going to go Mike Tomlin specifically. If he I'm just I'm just going to say leadership because I don't really know who, who they're uh, talking about. Well, no, and that's fair. But like, and some people have tried to shift the blame away from him. They're like, well, he doesn't pay the players, but like, but he's the guy who manages the players. Right. This is the guy they're going to speak to the most. This is the guy that's going to deal with them. This the is most. the day to day leader of the team. Right. This is the guy that yeah, he may not be. You know, every every company has a shadow backer or like board well, members, and, and, like, and there's a money guy. Like, fine, he's right, like, oh, yeah. I don't handle the money. That's fine. You don't handle the money, but you're not paying me more. But you're the guy I talk to every day. Right. And you're the guy who you could go to the money guy and go, wait a minute, we really need these guys. 
and they let Le'Veon Bell go. They let Antonio Brown go. And now and they, they kind of garbage. Well, they and they looked bad. They looked real bad last week, and they they looked bad this week. Um, they looked bad week one, <laughs> right? And 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 Big Ben going out doesn't help anything. But the interesting part about him going out is I heard I heard them talking, and they were saying how he was having elbow stuff before this. Yeah, and this it just finally went. Um. That stuff that a head coach needs to, right? And like I like, like your quarterback has a has an elbow problem, right? Your quarterback has an elbow problem, and we talked about this when all this first happened um, with Antonio Brown and with uh, Le'Veon Bell, where it was like, if you can't get these people in the line, this is this is where like it'll be Bill Belichick's. How much can I check Antonio Brown's? Like, yeah, and the first time Bill Belichick loses a fight with Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. And that'll that'll be the end of that, right? And I and I think that that's important. It's a different style of leadership. Where clearly Mike Tomlin would lose things with Antonio Brown, and and you know he, because famously he he got on him about his focus, and Antonio Brown the next game was live streaming on Facebook while Mike Tomlin was giving a speech about uh, a like a a wrap up speech about the game. And it was like, we just talked about focus last week, and here you are not even listening to your coach live streaming. Like, right. Way to not get it. But Antonio Brown's kind of always been his own dude. And Mike Tomlin, I think, let that get out of control. Yeah. You can have, you can have strong personalities in a group of people. What really matters is that the leadership can rein those in yeah. and use them effectively without having them wild out because you don't want to you don't want to cage someone and then not have them perform right but you also want them to be confident in their in themselves and like offer as much as they possibly can without veering too far away from everyone else exactly and i think it builds bad dynamics exactly and i think that's the problem with mike tomlin i think he i think he gave antonio brown way too much rope yeah and then the result is eventually antonio brown felt like he could do whatever he wanted Right, because he's clearly the best one on the team. Right, and then when he didn't feel recognized and supported for that, really, okay, so really with him, it was when the team voted Juju Smith-Schuster the best wide receiver on the roster, Mm -hmm. and he got his feelings hurt about that. Well, that was the team's way of saying, yeah, we know you're here, but we're tired of it. Right. Because if they loved him... He would have been number one for sure. Yeah, there's no way... His stats are crazy. There's no other way to vote for someone else. But that's not what happened. No. Uh, we're going to jump out to a break here. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Everyone. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. 
Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports, hanging out right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And we're hanging out on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. And then... Uh, NerdThugRadio.com. Yeah, do that too. There's all kinds of places. Yeah. We're just hanging out. We're chilling. We're just chilling. We're just chilling. Uh, before we get too far into anything, I'm going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventurer Begins. Comics, games, and more. They're right there on 1488, and this weekend is going to be awesome. So, Friday night, they got Friday Night Magic from 7 to 10 p.m. It's an Oathbreaker tournament with a $5 entry fee. Ooh, Oathbreaker. Oathbreaker! Seems, it sounds like what someone would call me in, like, olden days. Uh, Saturday is Batman Day. Okay? September 21st. Woo! Batman Day. Woo! Uh, they're going to have Batman the Joker and a replica of the 1960s Batmobile from 2 to 6 p.m. Come out and take some photos of that. They're also running a 15% off special on all Bat merchandise all day long. Um, lastly, they want to make sure to invite people to come cosplay their favorite Bat character. If you come in in costume anytime that Saturday, you're entered for a chance to win some great prizes. Um, there's going to be three winners. They're going to be able to take home any Bat Universe statue of their choice in the shop home for free. That's pretty sick. Any is bolded in my email, so I think they mean any. Uh, they're going to hold expensive, the some expensive statues. There are some cool ones. They're going to hold the drawing at 6 p.m. that night. You don't have to be present to win. That's awesome. It is cool. Sunday, uh, September 22nd is the Junior Adventurers League from 4 to 8 p.m. Um, and Monday, September 23rd, 6 to 8 p.m., Chaz's Awesome Trivia Night. Um, originally was scheduled for last week, but they bumped it back. Hmm. So get out there and get a, get a piece of that. First, second, and third place, get prizes. It's free to play. It's a BYOB event, so... And get some beverages maybe next door. Bring mm, over. Maybe, 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 maybe. Maybe do that. So there's stuff going on all weekend at the Adventures, Comics, Games, and more. Adventure Begins. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. I love those guys. They're great. Yeah. Um, great it really is. And then next weekend we start our stuff. We got something Friday and Sunday next weekend with mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. Uh, Monday night the Browns and the Jets played. There's a little bit of drama going into the game. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Greg Williams was the defensive coordinator for the Browns last year. Mm-hmm. When Odell Beckham Jr. came to the Browns this year, Greg Williams was already gone. Some of the Browns players told Odell that Greg Williams specifically targets Odell Beckham in games and that he wants them to get hurt and out of the game. Greg Williams, in his history, he was the Saints defensive coordinator for a couple years. The league heard that he was what's called, it's called bounties, okay? He was offering bounties on hurting key players of the opposing team for his defense. That's specifically against the rules of the NFL. You have players' contracts, and he was offering extra incentives outside of their contracts for performance. That's against the rules. Also, it's against the rules to ask people to hurt people. Yeah. Um, it's kind of mean. It's messed up. It just is messed up. Anyway, the league told the Saints, hey, we hear you're doing this. You sh- really shouldn't. The Saints apparently told Greg Williams not to. Greg Williams said, okay. 
Um, did it anyways. Did it anyways. Sean Payton actually got suspended for a year, and Greg Williams was quote-unquote suspended indefinitely. I think it only wound up being a year suspension for him, too, and he had to ask the league if he could come back. And he has since been a coach in the league. So Odell Beckham mentions this pre... It's like Wednesday at the at all the media stuff. Mentions, you know... And what Odell Beckham Jr., what, what he's doing is he is trying to get the attention of the referees to, to hey, don't let somebody hit me dirty during this game. Greg Williams wants his players to hurt me, so make sure you watch for that. That's what he's doing. He's putting the little bug in the referee's ears. All right. So the media goes to Greg Williams to get a response. His response is epically bad. Epically. He first he tries to make a terrible joke. He says, "Odell who?" Everyone, everybody knows who Odell. Yeah, is. you can act like you don't know who. They, I mean, come on, Odell who? Uh, he then says, "I've never done that. I don't do that." Incorrect. Incorrect. I've never done it in my entire career. Literally got suspended for it. You can ask any of my former players; they'll tell you I've never done that. Literally, they're the ones that told them to do that. Right. Wow, that was just you just lied to my face for four minutes. Thanks. Right. And then he said, uh, somehow the conversation came back to, you know, well, he's kind of an important player. You like to target important players, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And he said, how do the Giants feel about Odell Beckham? Did they think he was an important player? <laughs> That's kind of funny. It's funny, but it's shade, right? Like, yeah, as a coach no. in the league, like, is that really the comment you want to make? No, you don't want to make that comment as a coach, although it is a pretty funny line. It's a good line. It's... Someone else felt like they could get rid of this guy, so how important is he really? That's right. that's probably the best point he made in all of that, because the rest of it is lying. Right. Um, Odell Beckham looked great. Had uh, I think he had one touchdown and like over 100 yards catching, and looked and he had one amazing one-handed catch on like the sideline, like within the 10 yard line, where like pulled it in, got the two feet down as he's going out about like just nice. He just reminds you why he is the most talented wide receiver in the NFL. Because um, what he does, without a doubt, no one else does. Uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is pretty good. <laughs> yes. Uh, and while DeAndre Hopkins catches anything, Odell Beckham somehow makes it look impossible while doing it. That's fair. Like, I, I am... Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league, and I'm a huge fan of his. I cannot deny, though... That, that Odell Beckham is good. That what my eye shows me, a lot of times it looks impossible. Like, even watching the replays now of the one-handed catch from the Monday night game. Like, how did he even do it? Yeah. Still now. Um, That's fair. And so there's just, there's just, uh, almost like supernaturally good Odell Beckham Jr. is. Um, there's just certain players you just don't want to poke, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I think he's one of them. Now, the Browns as a whole didn't look great. Uh, Baker Mayfield is this not is, reading. This is supposed f- to be the year. Everyone loves Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and that's the thing. is like There were some people who were like, they were talking all that noise, and now they have to shut up. And really, I don't remember them talking all that noise. I remember everyone else being excited for them. Yeah, everyone was happy. They were like, oh, look, it's all, they're, they're doing good. They're, they're built for success. And they're making good choices personnel-wise. But they still got to go out and get it done, right? And I do think that's sort of an element of all of this. Did they win? I, I, I didn't. They did win. They, okay. It was the Jets, and the Jets fell apart. And right. Yeah. They had to Exploded. send in their third string 
quarterback early in the game, and the Jets look terrible. There's just no hope for the Jets. No, there is no hope for the Jets. That's, and that's a team where I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. Someone's like, hey, the Jets. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it's bad. All right, so here's what we got right here. Your logo is literally just the word Jets. <laughs> yeah, you already hate them for silly reasons. Um, Look, I can. I have. I have my silly reasons that I'm li- allowed to live by. <laughs> uh, no, that's fair. But you, you selling someone who's picking a team based on their mascot. I mean, I am, and there's this garbage. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, let's do. I this. hope their mascot's literally just the word Jets with like a smiley face on it. I, I assume they have some sort of thing that goes out there in a costume, but I don't even know what it is. I, I hope it's just the word Jets with like googly eyes, <laughs> <laughs> like a really big, wide like Jets logo with like his little feet. <laughs> I now kind of hope that is what it is, too. All right, let's do this. How much time do we have here? We have a whole three minutes. Good. We're going to pick winners here, and then we're going to come back next week and try and see how we did. We're going to pick like we're gonna try and pick like the primetime games here. Tennessee at Jacksonville tonight. Who do you have? Tennessee? I don't know. Tennessee? Jacksonville hasn't looked good like at oh, all. And Tennessee, though, doesn't look much. Uh, I guess I'm going to go Tennessee as well, but like. Not, not confidently. No. Right. Yeah. Anything. Yes. No, yeah, exactly. Without confidence, Tennessee. With no confidence. Um, if it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. Okay. The big game. The big boy. The big noon game on Sunday. I'm looking at the schedule here. There's Cincinnati at Buffalo. There's Miami at Dallas. Denver at Green Bay. Atlanta at Indy. Baltimore at Kansas City. Baltimore at Kansas City is probably the biggest game. Ooh. Baltimore looks pretty good this year. It does. They do. And but Kansas City's strong. Just like a like a lawnmower, right? Like right. Um, who are you taking? Who has the better defense right now? Is the real question. Probably Kansas City. Then I'm gonna go Kansas City. Okay. I always I always want to bet on the defense more than the offense. That's fair. Um, because defense wins games. Well, and also Baltimore's on the road at right. Kansas City. That's also a good point. I didn't ask that question, but that's probably a more important question. Yeah. So Baltimore being on the road at Kansas City, I think that that's relevant. I, I think I think we go Kansas City there. Okay. All right. I'm with you on that. I think it is Kansas City. Okay. Uh, the afternoon games, we'll do the Texans. Texans are at the Chargers. I feel like Chargers haven't really done anything. Yeah. I I'm gonna go the Texans here. I'm gonna go Texans. Pretty strong. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we've made some moves, and I think we've definitely like I think we can start getting into like we we barely won last game, but I think I think we just needed to put something on the board there, right? Yeah, um, so that helps. That does help. Okay, the Sunday night game is the Rams at Cleveland. Rams at Cleveland. So L.A. traveling to Ohio. This is one of those things where when they come across the country, <sighs> yeah, but I, I like. I hope Baker does something good, but. So it's so still it's still the Browns. <laughs> yeah, right. And like if the Browns went five and eleven this year, yeah. First of all, it would be an improvement over last. No, it wouldn't because no. they went seven nine and one. I want them to have a winning season. So you want at least nine and seven. Yeah. So they got to get two games better, a game and a half better. Yeah. <sighs> I'm gonna go Rams here. I think so too. Okay. As much as I don't want to, I I go. Chicago at Washington is the Monday Night Football. Chicago at Washington. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago. I'm going to go Washington. Really? Because Chicago can't figure out offense. Like, they have a great defense. But Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky is just bad. And so, like, defense travels everywhere. But if you can't score, yeah, no, that's eventually fair. Like, you got you to gotta get there at least once. Yeah, you got to put up 
you got to at least put up 17 to 20 points. And I don't know that Chicago can do that every week. I don't think they can, honestly. Yeah, but against Washington, they don't have anything. By the way, they kicked the game winner last week, a 53-yard field goal. Got him. <laughs> They've now <laughs> solved all of their problems. I do think that makes them feel better about that. <laughs> I think I think it was a moment of, what yard line is it? 53? And then they're just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you at least half of the coaching staff, and they're like – like not on the radio, but like looked at each other and went, "Uh oh," and then they did it, and they're like, "Redeem!" <laughs> and honestly, it was like the dumbest thing. Uh, so earlier in the game, there was an opportunity for it was Denver against Chicago, and they lined up. They didn't get. They got a delay of game on the on the two point conversion. So then they go to kick it, and they miss, but there's a defensive penalty. So then they come back, and they go for the two-point conversion again, and they get it. Nice. And then fast forward, Chicago gets down the field on a roughing the passer call and on something else. And with time – oh, so they throw the ball with like four seconds on the clock, and he kneels at the one-second mark, and Mitchell Trubisky's running up the field trying to call timeout, and the refs give it to him and put a second back on the clock. Yes. So they can kick the fifty-three yarder to win. Nice. And like the just the series of just like most unbelievable things. I love football sometimes. Yeah, and it's and it's all like like it's all coming together. Well, it's just weird how like the field goal had to be fifty-three yards to win it. Right. I want I want my uh, where's my where's my crunk meme? It's all coming together now. <laughs> <laughs> and th- and then but Denver's a mess. Right. Denver's just an absolute train wreck and they thought they had it figured out and they looked bad in th- for two weeks. Um So yeah. I was surprised you go Washington there. I feel like they haven't done anything. They haven't, but I just feel like Like at least Chicago has a defense. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But I also f- I, but they've done nothing on the other half of the ball that really gives me any kind of confidence. That's fair. So like great, you stopped them, but if if, if Washington accidentally scores seventeen points, they'll win. That's fair. Um, and all I right, so that'll that'll be that'll be the, the that'll game. be the decider. All right, yeah. that'll be we'll have to come back and that's nah, fine. That's what we'll do. All right, with all that said, thank you for listening, everybody, on this beautiful or actually super wet Thursday. Uh, thank.